We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Fonzie. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Go to contentsprofit.com to get started today and join the community. Let's go, guys. Oh, yeah. You forgot the cha-ching. There we, there we go. go. That's what I'm talking there about. Guys, we today we're talking about the role of content on a funded tech startup. And not oh, just baby. a funded tech startup. This tech startup it's was the it is the yeah, the. like one of the founders. I don't know if it's the main founder or like a co-founder, is the guy that co-founded Square. So Ooh, yeah, this is baby. pretty big. But even more importantly, today's guest is like the marketing director. And oh. she is a total badass. So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen today. I know. I've been pretty obsessed a little bit with this topic. We've been like in bootstrap nation for a bunch of years. I know. We'll so I'm very in. interested for this conversation for many reasons. But uh, <laughs> I've been consuming a lot of, of content and to see what happens on that side of the, the, the world. Yeah. But I like, before I like that, how you called it. Bootstrap nation. Bootstrap nation, baby. Yeah. That should be a name of uh, the sixth show that we're talking about. <laughs> uh, anyways, Fancy. <laughs> Do we have a sponsor today? Tell me. Indeed we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. If you are looking to multi-purpose your content and build a six-figure platform that connects you with your dream network, we are here to help you out. Please slide in the DMs at BizBrosco on Facebook, on Instagram. That's right. Before I tell you where you can listen to the show, Fonzie, I got to fact check you, my man. What is it? Square is now called Block. Is it really? Yes, bro. Come on, do wow. your homework. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna be wink, wink to to our guests right here behind. <laughs> um, anyways, you can follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Beast Bros Go for all those golden boulders that we're dropping every single day. And uh, Fonzie, your turn, man. Come on. <laughs> I thought you were 100 ready. That is right, guys. And if today's guest help you move one step forward to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. That is your ticket of admission and. And leave a five-star review. I'm just going to say this before we, we keep going. <laughs> Your trans- you, you need to, to improve on those transitions. I thought you said you were 100% <laughs> ready, so I'm throwing you curveballs, man. All right, let's do it. Anyways, we are back for another round two. This time with a good friend that came back on episode that came for the first time in episode 141. <laughs> if you haven't heard that episode yet, you know what to do right after this one. That is right. Today's guest is not only an impressive marketer, but she is a fellow Venezuelan. Let's go. Let's go. It's your turn. Oh, okay. Uh, see? <laughs> <laughs> She's the host of the Yet Fan Podcast, traveled to over 41 countries, worked for Gary Vee, and now she's the marketing director at the tech startup Invisibly. Hmm. Let's do this, guys. Please welcome the Venezuelan marketing queen herself, Andrea Tagliaferro. <laughs> What's up, Andrea? Thank you guys for bringing me back. Um, for those of you listening, as you heard, there were like almost a hundred episodes between um, my first time here and my second one. So it was tight for me to squeeze back into their calendar. So thank you so much for that. No, no. thank you, Andrea. And just for, you know, for the sake of the listeners, so they can understand in, in time, what does that mean? A hundred episodes is actually almost an entire year. Because last time we talked to you, you were just starting your role at Invisibly. And today you were like, I'm celebrating my one year at Invisibly. So congrats, Andrea. That is absolutely amazing. You totally deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. It was actually really exciting after being a year yesterday uh, yeah. at the company. Um, um, with all the uncertainties happening last year, I'm sure more than one of you listening um, 
suffer from shifts and some changes during the pandemic and mm -hmm. I was not um I didn't escape that so yeah landing this job mid still in the pandemic in December last year and now successfully being here for a full year and still loving it so it's uh I was that, really excited to celebrate yeah, that's yesterday awesome. that's what it's all about and then I have a quick question are you still in New York or uh did you move for this job I'm actually this is now an Airbnb that you see in the background <laughs> um uh, no I've actually embraced that we are able to work fully remote at this tech startup called Invisibly So I'm in San Francisco right now, trying out the West Coast, and nice. soon I'll be in San Diego. So any friends in San Diego, just you know, comment. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's go. What, Put what, it right there. Was the verdict? Do you like it out <laughs> the, in, in the West Side? So I, I do like the West Coast. Um, it's really been hard, and I didn't think it would be that everybody has started the day before. So the moment I wake up, I start my days now at 7, 7.30 on the computer. And I always feel I'm, like I'm playing catch up because we do yeah. have people that are helping us um, that are based in India and other people in Europe. So I'm already reading their stuff before they're going to bed. So yeah. Yeah. Um, different feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, the, it, it's an advantage, right? That now that we can really work everywhere, but those, I remember the first time that we had the conversation, you were talking about your spreadsheets and how you do your ideas <laughs> and how you do this, right? So I'm very curious, maybe we can explore that down the road, but people can go to 141. It's a masterclass really on how to do this. And, you know, it served to Fonsi's, uh, you know, obsession over categorizing ideas and, and content. And we're going through the 45 live challenge there with about a hundred people and it did help a ton. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have the doors open to Florida. So, you know, come <laughs> visit, you know, I think, you know, East Coast, eh, maybe you'll be ahead of a bunch of people. So I'm just going to put that out there, you know, value at let's go. I know. I, I know. I know how you feel because a few months ago I was in Utah and I would wake up, you know, and at seven I would start working and it was nine already in here. So the team, everybody was already getting to work. And I was like, man, I usually wake up and, you know, try to squeeze in a few hours so I can take advantage of the day. And now it's so, so challenging over there. Yeah. Um, so. Especially if you're one of those people that like waking up early before everybody does to yeah. get like your me time and your productivity at your own rhythm and then jump into the crowd. Right now, we're just like putting out fires the moment when you wake up. Yeah. So, um, I, <laughs> and then I have my me time like at yeah. four. <laughs> I think that's a, a, a great point to start this, right? I know Fonsi has a couple of questions on the tech side of things, but a lot of the people that we talk to, that we interact every single day are people that might have, you know, a full-time gig. They're transitioning to do what we mentioned in the intro, like bootstrap nation, right? They're transitioning to do their own thing and they're, they're applying their own resources and time management and team management, right? So through this whole fully remote thing, um, you know, we, I think we dove in into the hiring process for our own company and it's been completely remote. So, you know, for, for that side of things this last year, that's, you know, it, it comes natural, I guess, because that's how we started really. Uh, so the whole, all the processes and all the stuff are built for that. Now, like, what would you say the big difference is for what you've experienced in the companies that you worked before who maybe are semi remote, but now fully remote. And how do you adapt your own day for productivity? I think the same as uh, you guys. Um, before I was with Gary, I was working for my by myself, so I was at home all the time. <clears throat> and I was also working with uh, in an industry that's yachting. The majority of the people in yachting are in Monaco. I was based in Florida, so <clears throat> I had to bridge. Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> no worries. I'm just gonna add. We need to move to the yachting industry so we can just go to Monaco. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it. You just said this. I'm like, we're in the wrong market. <laughs> So, I mean, I always had to bridge the gap 
of staying connected to them, even though I would only see them maybe once or twice a year and keep those re relationships really warm, really, really connected. So because as we know, the world, it is all about social um, social networking. It's not only about doing your best. We can't work in silos and we are work. We work better as a team and we just get, get definitely farther when it comes to how I did work in person because uh when i worked with gary it was definitely a full-time in person going to the office i rarely i think maybe two days out of the whole time i was there i worked from home um it's very very different you do there's a big luxury of just glancing to the right to see your partner and like just share an idea and you forget how easy and spontaneous that is and bottling um bottling that up into just zoom it's really really hard so what i I have come to do, and my boss is just like an amazing communicator, is that we schedule like predetermined schedules for one-on-ones. They're not like yeah. in-depth um, check-ins. They're just so often that you don't, you feel that you're allowed to say those things that are not like super serious that you had to schedule and you'll not forget, but you can also get away with seeing, saying more casual things. Um, uh, but that was a little bit of a learning curve because we yeah. re I would realize on Monday, I hadn't asked how my boss, weekend was until like 4 p.m because we had just jumped from like that line to that line to that line so that like getting into the office getting your coffee saying hi to your favorite co-worker we always have a favorite buddy <laughs> um uh, would be absent and yeah. it's it's just it's really hard and you just have yeah. to really stay on top mm. to schedule time to interact with people it sounds horrible because it takes yep. all the fun and looseness of, of it but you just don't want to lose those connections yeah. And uh, it's very easy for something to get lost in translation when it comes to communications. If I have my Zoom camera off, am I actually there? Is the person not there? Is it just because they're having a bad hair day? Or can I actually <laughs> count on them when I'm slacking them? So those things are easily misinterpreted. So you have to over communicate, um, yeah. which is not actually my nature. So it has to have been mm -hmm. something that I had to like make myself. Yeah. Do. Wow. That's super interesting. Just, just so you know, my brothers always have a bad hair day. Always. Um, <laughs> that's why I keep it short. <laughs> but I love that. I love that aspect of communication. I think is extremely important for any team. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, for that person listening right now that might have a team or might have some people that they're working with and they might want to propose this, right? How does that look like? Right. On, on, what basis do you guys meet on a one-on-one? -on -one? Is it like a little bit every day or how do you guys do it? So, um, for example, with my boss, I, I see her more than once a week. Obviously, we see each other maybe, I don't know, five times uh, a day. But schedule a standing. I would do one in the middle of the day just so you can blurt out anything that, you know, gets covered on when it comes to like big projects. And it's still very business oriented. But at the end, every Friday, if possible or like Thursday because sometimes your employees want to take off Friday make sure to check with your team on a like this is the time you can get away with murder say whatever mm -hmm. it is give me all the feedback anything that needs to be improved because yeah. uh this has happened to me that it, especially at a tech startup we're running fast all the time that the person that isn't used to like raising their hand and pushing their ideas forward may get lost in the shuffle and yeah. we don't want that to happen to you even though we're like smiling and being nice to you yeah you may as an introvert have to even break more ground so it's easier it would be the manager's position to be like i remember that you need a little bit more of a 
helping hand to actually say what you want to say because yeah. being an introvert doesn't mean you don't have good ideas yeah mm, I, I love that i love it you know bringing it to on in our side of the world right with uh, with content and content teams right you we you see you mean the east coast well that too <laughs> i mean all of uh wow fancy uh but you see a lot of people you know hiring remote team members right it's not just one person now it's maybe multiple team team members right in their content teams just for tiktok you know maybe three editors like who knows right like whatever the side of your team and your framework is but that communication is super important right and you know we've we've learned through same thing with us we've been able to to build containers with the communication with the people that we work with right because you know we bring them the fractional team so there has to be a bridge in there of how do we how do we translate those ideas of the creator into the pieces of content that go out like how do we translate the stories that we talked about last time right how do we translate those those things into the visual aspect and then how do we receive feedback so those containers have been to had to be in place so for those listening right if you if you're planning on building this right if you're past the phase of doing it yourself make sure that we you know we mix a little bit of what Andrea was saying and those check-ins with your team with your people receiving feedback giving feedback because uh, nowadays with the interaction that happens online is immediate, right? So we have to be doing that. It, something that you received on Monday, maybe on Friday, it might be obsolete and then you have to like completely change the course. So don't don't wait till the end and make sure that you have those in your calendar. So I think that, that was super useful. Thank you so much, Andrea, for, yeah. for that feedback. Andrea. Actually, oh, sorry. TikTok is a great example for our TikTok uh, at Get Invisibly. Yes. We we do it in a team. Like we have some someone uh, has... We all try to brainstorm. Anyone can pitch in an idea. But after you have an idea, it has to be a concrete idea. Okay, that's awesome. We're dancing. What dance? What is the link to that trend? What are the best ones doing it? Why isn't being picked up? So the spreadsheet goes into that brainstorming almost instantly. Mm -hmm. But then this person gave us the trend. This one's better at song. And then the other one's actually the one that does the best script writing. So everything is just... Um, shared on a drive and everybody just can collaborate whenever it is. We all are grown-ups. We all know that brainstorming happens this day. It needs to be executed even if you don't have a good hair day this day <laughs> and then published. You laugh, but believe me, the days I have to be, I'm like, oh my God, I'm washing my hair today because this is yeah. all you see of me now. So. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, taking responsibility is a huge factor especially in remote working and with your teams, right? Because if you are not doing your tasks, then you might be holding back the rest of the team. So extremely yeah. important. By, by the way, I just want to put a quick parenthesis here. Every link that we put and we mentioned in there is going to be right on the on the notes. So all you got to do is scroll down and click in there. Please go ahead and at Get Invisibly on TikTok. They're crushing it. They're crushing it. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Uh, you're never going to see Andrea on a bad hair day. Yeah, that's that. right. If you want to see Andrea dan <laughs> dancing, let's go. Look, um, because I am a firm believer of A-B testing, there is bad hair. There yeah, is glasses go. on that. There is anything to see what was actually people at TikTok responded to. I am not fearful for to like see what people, you know what, if this is what they respond to and this is the audience that's on this platform, this is how we have to like pivot and talk to them because yes. it's all about social listening. That's so right. yeah, there's a lot of my hair days. In we, we, ju we just unpacked something really powerful, Andrea. You said it's so casual, right? But this is probably one of the things that we get most friction with creators that are just starting up, right? Is, am I, am I looking okay? They're creating all this friction in their heads and you're like, you know what? Let's remove all that friction. Let's actually go test and see what the market or the audience or the people that are following us telling us can you elaborate a little bit on 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 that like how do you is it was this normal for you guys uh you know how how do you go past that right and then I be comfortable with it 
if you graduate from the Gary V uh, <laughs> school, you will know that it's not about you. It's a it's about who is listening to you. And if they are talking about this topic today, we can't wait for you to put, you know, get yourself together and now join the conversation. The conversation left you. So we, if you want to start, you know, there's something, it's so rare when something is trending that it's trending on for every industry on every moment, um, uh, which happens a lot on TikTok. So I remember being in a meeting with Gary and all of a sudden he was filming a documentary. Someone went in, gave him blueberries and he threw them on his phone because the trend on TikTok was seeing things fall. And then he kept talking to the camera and kept going. It was just like, here you go. This is what we do today. Okay, life goes on. So, yeah. um, um, and with a lot, a lot of stuff just doesn't work. And uh, what we have done or what is great is using Twitter for that. Twitter messages go away in seconds. So there, feel free to throw out any idea that you feel that's so random that you don't want to mess up your pretty Instagram. Instagram for me, is like the pretty polished one of all, of all the social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. So before you actually test something out there, go throw it on IG Reels, Stories, IGTV. And if you actually want to get off the platform, throw it on Twitter. And if TikTok's one of the best ones because TikTok is for me the one that's just like, oh, because the audience here is so unpredictable that you can get away with like, well, that's what I saw what would happen. It didn't work for me. I'm just gonna delete it if you want to yeah. or not. So it's another one that you can test the boundaries and you're not really allowed to do that on at least Instagram feed and yeah. LinkedIn. You want to still stay very yeah. and I, professional. I love it. I love how every platform, you know, has a specific structure that you can use in there or a specific goal that you can use it for, right? Of course, you know, you have your platforms where you want the most polished content, right? Those highlights, like you mentioned, right? Kind of like Instagram on your feed. You want to put your highlights in there of what's working, but in a platform just like Twitter that you can, it moves super quick, right? And you can just put ideas out there like crazy. Uh, you can actually see which one is going to cut more people's attention. Now, Before we keep diving into into content, I, I, I love this, but I want to give the audience a little bit of context on what is invisibly, right? Like what do you get what do you guys do? Like what's the company about? What is the the product that you guys are putting out into the market? Because I think that will help people not just get some context, right? But understand where the marketing, where the content marketing is coming from. Yeah, um, great point. I should have left for that one, but yes. Um, <laughs> no worries. So that was our fault. Director, that was our fault. <laughs> so marketing director at Invisibly. So Invisibly is a tech startup. The idea is that Invisibly is a smart, um, um, gives you a smart algorithm that is designed for people. So it's a people first platform. Mm -hmm. It's the only other platform that where you go in and after you tune your algorithm, you're the one that owns it. We know that big tech, when you actually like and dislike comments on your feed, yes, it starts generating stuff that it's tuned for you and it personalizes to you, but it's actually owned by them. Here, we actually give you the tools to go back into your profile and tune it to your liking. And also we actually pay you for tuning your algorithm because the more you tune your algorithm, the smarter it gets. We optimize what we should be actually sharing on our platform. So you are should be rewarded for that effort and for actually helping us make things something smarter. 
A great example is for uh, Netflix. Um, I'm sure almost everybody here has a Netflix account, but isn't it amazing that you go into <clears throat> you or your partner's uh, Netflix and you get completely different things that are either trending or suggested to you? I would never know there's uh, comedy on Netflix if it wasn't for my boyfriend because I don't really watch comedy. Um, comedy shows, not comedy movies. Um, um, so they're one of the best algorithms to know if you saw a video for how long did you see it? Did you pause during the video? Did you take a picture during the video? Did you go back to actually rewatch a scene or not? And they, we also get fed, that's for how the content you actually enjoyed and interacted with it. You could also like, dislike, save, but also the thumbnail that is shared to you to uh, pitch you the movie, it's gonna be very different. They are gonna know that mm. I am, a Latina, I live here, my age is this, therefore I'm going to gravitate more to, for example, um, I love 1990s Grey's Anatomy, so if yeah. any of the cast in Grey's Anatomy does another show, they're going to be the ones in the main thumbnail, even if they're not the main character. Wow. So they know a great deal about us, but that's making money for Netflix to produce the original content. On Invisibly, we're actually paying you for your efforts to making us a smarter company as well. So we're actually uh, allowing you to join the data economy and have a transaction into this data marketplace. Wow. So awesome. That, so that's what we do. That's amazing. All right. So I, I do have quite a few follow-up questions right now before we keep diving into content, if that's uh, okay. I just want to say that I need a squeegee. Like the, my brains are all over the wall <laughs> Dude, right you, now. You, you I'm had like, like, You had like a like hundred episodes without saying that joke. I know. <laughs> I mean, th this is how good that was. I mean, look at... Uh, yeah. Anyways, thousand questions. The the thumbnail thing was crazy to me. I had no idea about that, yeah. about that thing. And uh, obviously... So there is a TikTok video of Netflix where I actually unpacked that specific algorithm. So I made that one mm. recently. But yeah. I didn't answer your full question. And what do we do? It's a feed where you go in and you can cater it to tune your algorithm so it shows you what you want to see. We're focused on right now on news articles and recipes it's not a social media network so don't think of us as like the next facebook or instagram here you're not actually socializing with other peers and other followers but you do get to tune your algorithm get paid for it and get the content you uh didn't know you wanted you can also earn points and cash out or you can actually reinvest the money as points and use it on the platform as well this is so cool right like and i, I feel like over the last two years like it has been uh, a lot of people have been inundated by the fact that, you know, the, the topics of like, well, we're big media, big tech, whatever is controlling what we see and this thing. And, you know, maybe they might be suggesting a couple of news or a couple articles that we might not really agree with them because we see them every single day, top of funnel, you know, top awareness. And it's like, then we end up, you know, consuming that kind of things that we don't really want to. And then it affects our daily lives, you know, in a way that we don't really want that. So I think what you guys are bringing to market is incredible. I cannot wait to, to go in and, 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 and explore because it's bringing the power back to, to really what you want to do and, and you know, uh, and I think it's exactly that. that you actually stole the line from Jim McKelvey. It's bringing back <laughs> the power of data to you. Love it. I love that. All right. So these are my, my, my follow up questions. <laughs> I have one that, you know, I, I get, it comes from a place of love, but I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. You know, I think one of the issues with social media and you know their algorithms and, and again we know invisibly is not a social media but is the fact that they feed you stuff that is going to reinforce your beliefs right and i think 
a big issue in there is that it literally like polarizes opinions so much that then you have a big conflict happening, right? I mean, we see it nowadays, like you just get extremes on opinions and it's because every day you're just like consistently feeding yourself the same type of information, the same type of opinions, right? So what happens on a feed like this that I can craft, obviously, for my own likes, right? Of course, like I, I do enjoy certain things. What would be the specific use in here for the user, right? Because again, it's not a social media, so I'm not going to go and interact and like share my voice on certain things. So I'm going to give you a little bit of context. I love that question, by the way. Give me any devil's advocate once because I got the answer. <laughs> um, um, you may have seen this very popular show that, um, um, or sorry, movie documentary by Netflix called The Social Dilemma. If you didn't, we also have the clip notes for you on a blog post about The Social Dilemma. And for that reason, I know that one of the ways social media platforms, what they want to do is to have you engage and keep scrolling endlessly on their platforms. The yeah. more you scroll, the more chances you like to like something, you feed their algorithm, you make them smarter. Therefore, they can sell your data, give it to a data marketer so they can target you and feed you what you they know that you might like, but doesn't mean that you actually are condoning or consenting to actually be fed that, right? Yeah. Sort of yeah. where you were going. Yeah. Another thing that you mentioned was another way to keep you scrolling is that they don't send you things that would contradict your belief. So if you're very, uh, you think very to the right or very to the left, they're going to keep fitting you stuff that's really to the right. So you continue to think this is the only world out there and you just stay on their platform. That's their benefit. What do we do differently? Um, have you ever wanted to, to tell Google or any other platform? Yes. At some point I like this and you kept feeding me this, but now, you know what? I don't want to like this anymore. I am a grown up. I want to break the cycle and I want to actually start learning something different. Right. Yep. There's no way for you to go in to your algorithm and say like, yes, I, you, you got that very smart but i actually want this to be on my feed now now we actually offer that Ooh, you can nice. definitely tune your algorithm so you actually get fed what you want to discover not what it knows about you i don't know if you've ever done this but if you if the three of us actually right now google for example egypt or i because i like traveling will probably get fed yeah. a lot of like tours and discounts and how to get the best out of, um how to get there better and how to enjoy the most yeah. but someone else may start seeing what is their political regime what's actually happening there another one maybe yeah. seeing is like tech news coming from egypt we just googled the exact same word and we were the three of us fed completely different information yeah. so that's just gonna so that's the biggest difference we I, allow you to go in i love that the algorithm. I, i think that is absolutely amazing Um, sorry, I know you were about to say something, but you know how there's this uh, saying that you're like, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. I think the new, oh, yeah. the new saying is like, show me your, your social media feed and I'll tell you who you are. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. easy. It's, it's easy. scary. Yeah, it's it kind of scary. scary. It's very um, scary. So the, I loved what you said, right? And I think that requires a level of awareness from the user to say, I am so biased to certain opinions. I need to start exploring other opinions as well. Is there some sort of notice instead of, you know, what you guys are building where it tells you like, hey, maybe I noticed you <laughs> have been leaning a little bit towards too much traveling. You might want to learn a little bit about, you know, settling down, for example. So um, 
let's think of how you ask that question. You put your opinion on what they're searching for could actually be improved or it's actually bad. Mm. So it, when it's now controlled by a smart algorithm and actually it's machine learning, we don't have human bias to actually move the needle. Because in what you're saying comes yeah. from like probably like a good person thinking, oh, maybe you should expand your horizon. Yeah. There's other stuff that you didn't know. Okay, yeah, that's like a good person that co made the code of the machine learning to in a positive way. What if we allowed the same person to do something in a negative way? True. So we have to eliminate the bias so we don't suggest stuff. Yeah, so I love it. One I of them. But how do you become aware? I really like that question. The Netflix social media dilemma, because of its popularity and how it was wonderfully filmed, um, brought a lot of awareness to a lot of people that didn't know. I know mm -hmm. at least the three of us here being digital marketers and knowing exactly how the algorithms work or not exactly, but have a great, a very good idea of them, um, would be surprised when someone tells you, oh yeah, I was looking for sh uh, bathing shorts on Instagram and all of a sudden Facebook knew that I was looking for it. I was like, yeah, they're connected. You actually consented to data. So they actually fed it to each other to see where they caught you and where you would shop. So this was like, you yeah. did this on purpose, but you didn't know you were doing it. Yeah. So for those that haven't discovered uh, films like The Social Media Social Dilemma, we have focused our blog to to educating people on what was data, what is a data mm. subject, what is a data income. So there's a lot of like small nuggets that yeah. when you want to like start educating yourself, you can't even read half a paragraph because there's a lot of terms that you've never really stumbled yourself to actually think what they were. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do with our blog to help people actually understand and especially understand not only what's happening, but what are yeah. their rights? What actually yeah. can you do about it? There's a lot of stuff you can do and stuff that you actually consented, for example, on Spotify, you consented to Spotify uh, every time you use their voice recording to listen to that voice recording. You already signed that up, but there's stuff that you, if you actually went to the profile yeah. settings, you can actually on swipe on top on toggle so uh, yeah. there's little things you can actually do have control yeah. over wow there's I, so many nuances in in what data entails I, right i think people just think it's like i mean honestly my, my first thought about data is oh they're just collecting all my information right but there's so many things that go in there and i think the the approach that you guys are getting to that are actually implementing which is the education side of things on a you know on a level that non-technical people can actually understand this i think it's absolutely amazing yeah i think also <clears throat> sorry because we've we've been around these algorithms for so long now right a lot of people coming into this world or people that have been using this for a long time they accept that as normal right i'm doing a quotation like this is the normal this is the way that we do things and and we don't we don't really get educated or presented with an opportunity that's different that could be even that, that can be a lot better, you know, mentally, right? Like if, as you're explaining this in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a clean slate of like, if I want to go research a topic or I want to learn about something uh, without being bo bombarded by the beliefs or, you know, polarization or something like that. And there were a couple of books that, that I read last year. One is called Hate Inc. Um, I, I, I listened to it is how, you know, uh, big media, TV and stuff, how they how they started and then how it became a polarization competition between the topics and the things that they were controlling to attract attention for the ratings, which was insane. And then um, 
Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday, which is another one, you know, I'm, you, you're just laughing. So maybe you have a comment about that. But those, those two books were like my, 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 my rabbit, openers. my opener, my rabbit hole into, into this thing. I mean, like, okay, I need to start looking at the thing that I'm consuming, at the thing that I'm using very carefully um, if you want to, if I want to move forward. So tell me, tell me what happened with Ryan Holiday. I just mentioned that and you were like, oh my gosh, yes. Or maybe, well, oh my gosh, Ryan no. Was one of my, one of my, <laughs> Ryan Holiday was just one of our clients, a Vayner speaker. So I was a preview to, or taking the luxury to listen to a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And he's very insightful. I definitely recommend the book you just mentioned and the other one about growth hacking. Um, yeah. Especially for what the podcast is all about, for you to understand that it's not only about how people feel and what you think. It's about if I put this content out there, how many pieces of data can I get out of it to see if I'm hitting the right goals and the right KPIs for my business? Mm -hmm. Because we all have different um, goals that we want. That That's why we're using uh, social media and why we're producing a lot of content for it. But yes, definitely. And he's a great writer too. Wow. I Uh, I, have so many, I have so much more questions. I know we're not going to have enough time to like go <laughs> through all of them. So we're going to have to do a part three, just throwing that out there. But this is yeah. what I would feel people would have in their minds, right? Um, when a platform is not charging you, right? When you're consuming information for free, right? A lot of people are going to say, well, that be that means you are the product, right? That your data might be sold to somebody else. Ex example, uh, you know, current social medias. So, you know, you don't pay to use them and they get to use your data to profit off of that. Now, in your case, you guys are giving money to the people that are using your platform. So my curiosity, you know, is, is kind of like screaming at me ask this right like how are you guys doing that like is what how are you guys growing as a company right like how are you guys monetizing your product to the way that you can you know the user can get paid as well um, um so that's a great question <laughs> um, um i do love that you said that in it, that's a very hum common thing in, in tech if you're not paying for the product you are the product Mm -hmm. um, um, and you signed off a lot of like data collection, not only what data is collected, how it's yeah. collected and how it's used or if it's collected of a lot of platforms like Facebook and all those. Yes. Common uh, thing that you said, all of these are free. Ours are free as well, right? Differences with them that we are giving you the control of the data. First of all, you can read exactly what happens with your data. You have full control of what, if it's sold, if it's not sold, it's actually not sold. Um, you also have the opportunity if you want to, you know what, I shared you my data for a month, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't want, you know, like take it away off your platform. You actually have the option to uh, yeah. not only close your account, but actually erase all the data that you have shared. That's another privilege that you get there. Um, how do we monetize, which was your original question there? Uh, we, I can't give you the full uh, secret to the, yeah, to the sauce, but I can definitely tell you that, yes, we do have brands that are, we're partnering with, they will uh, appear on the platform, but you can, um, they are served to people that have wanted to be served that are interested in certain things. I so instead it. of you, you being bombarded by something, you have actually selected and consented and actually are wanting this because we actually did a lot of surveys. And I think I also started from the notion that people hate being targeted online um, on, with ads. And honestly, people didn't when we, yep. we looked it up. 
because it made them it made their life easier and a lot of people because they knew they were being targeted they used that for research i had um, a co-worker that said every time i'm looking for something i press like buy clothes on on instagram and just wait for all the ads to come <laughs> to me. so yes uh, i thought that was really smart and um people like that people actually like personal algorithms yep. because it's sort of something that we have evolved to and now what we expect aren't you like tired when you go into the app and after like two minutes you're like oh this isn't showing me what i want do mm -hmm. you not know me already it's just like, yeah so we actually we got used to that like the uh very high-end service yeah. of people knowing what to tell you and what you actually want and to make your life yeah easier. i love it, it so it's, it's like not a, all bad yeah it's like a consent-based platform which i absolutely love because like you said and i've noticed that on on my own um you know activity in social media i like being service on ads right like i love obviously this is coming from a marketer right so of course i'm like oh let me analyze this ad right here but like you said <laughs> screenshot, it screenshot exactly like it, it does make people's life easier if they're searching for, for specific things yeah. and it's funny because when apple you know when apple rolled this new ios update that they started asking you know do you want to allow this this app no. to track your thing I was like, we yeah. were like, yes. yeah, I was like, sure, like <laughs> track everything I do, like survey all the ads, right? <laughs> we need the ads. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I understand, obviously, the, the concern for privacy, yeah. but I and I do find it annoying when I, you know, when I get served ads that are totally irrelevant to my interest. Um, so I do yeah. and really like the sense that you guys are like, hey, do you want to be served this? Yes, absolutely. And then that's probably when you guys are doing your your deals with the other brands on the other side that are yeah. you know promoting your platform so that is absolutely amazing thank you for sharing yeah thank you for sharing i mean part, part of the reason we we ask those questions on on this re either whatever revenue model how do we monetize right it's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that might not have access to a, a model to follow right to to get started and that's one of the friction points when you get started it's like okay how do i actually if you're on a service side of things right how do i actually you know charge for this service how do i do this how do i do that so thank you so much for sharing and there's a, a something that you mentioned there that matter of you know flown under the radar but you said like hey we conducted a bunch of surveys right and mm. it's like that's something that a lot of people don't do enough of i feel like you know you we we go out there to the marketplace we go out there we present an option assuming that is the best solution ever right because we're like we came up with it and this is the thing right and it has happened with us multiple times in our in in the last year with the service it has evolved to to the point where it's like okay we receive constant feedback from our clients from the people that we work with and we we try to implement as fast as possible to make sure that we can serve them right and what you guys did right asking these these people like what is the thing that you want right we have this platform here how can we serve you the best way possible and i think that's so important especially at the beginning stages we've been jumping on calls over the last two weeks of people that have been in our in our world to there's something coming up at the beginning of the of the year that we're preparing for them and it's all coming from their feedback right and we the thing that we assumed we're supposed to like give them was not so how um how often do you guys do this? How often do you guys conduct these kind of questions? How do you go about that that uh, that aspect in your business? So feedback is great, um, uh, but it as we all know, even us when we get like, oh, for if you you know fill out this form that you like our shoes and you will participate in a twenty dollar rebate or whatever it is, even that doesn't get as excited enough to actually give you feedback. So it's hard to only get uh, gather the data of feedback because it's just tends to not be enough. It's also skewed mm -hmm. to 
for people that either really love something or are just mm-hmm. complaining about something. You actually get more negatives than positive. I'm mm. not just saying us. You just go to Yelp and yeah. you just see <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you actually want to, you know, have a really broad net of who are these people. There's a lot of people you're asking about, but they're also already your customers or registered users. You actually want to see who else is out there and discover them because they may be the same as the person that already found you, but maybe he needs one more extra piece of data <clears throat> to actually become and join, yeah. and join your team. So do online surveys. We actually have a product that's a real-time research. The difference between our online service product, which is the, the BD, B2B part of the company, is that you are free to not only answer it, but it's not actually gating any content. It's so annoying when you jump into a page and if you don't click on that survey, you actually don't get to see the video you want or read the article you want. Yeah. Here, if you actually don't want, you just like keep scrolling and you're done. So for that reason, we ended up predicting even um, the presidential elections of Trump uh, by the best stats in the whole United States because people were not forced to answer us to get to where they wanted to get. So that transparency that is wow. actually how Invisibly conduct us every task and every project Incredible. is what's got us a lot of the clean data. Yeah. So I would do that, of course, in your beginning stages. Um, yes, throw to the wall all the, your hypothesis and assumptions of like why you want to do a project. And those are the ones you want to gather up in an online survey. Before you jump into an online survey, please read blogs of how you actually want to phrase those questions. We talked about one of the questions you asked me before that there was actually already an assumption within your question. Yeah. So you don't want to be biased. You don't don't want to be leading the question. Think of like law and order, leading the yeah. <laughs> leading questions and stuff like that. So even how you where you conduct your surveys and how you actually redact the questions will lead you to different kinds of data. And if you're already going through the effort, you actually just want the most honest answers because yeah. that's the same thing we do on social media with social listening. We just really want to know what you're doing, what you want from us, and we just adapt to that to make sure that we're not actually throwing away money and creating products that actually are serve, serve no one. Yeah, this is awesome. The, the level of transparency that you guys have and... I don't even know how to phrase it, but unbiasedness, I guess, <laughs> is I think is is key to develop yeah. a platform that everybody enjoys once they they jump in there. Um, do you have any other question? Because I'm about to yes. do a, a quick 180 transition in here. No, no, don't transition. What's the, what, what's <laughs> what's the vision? What, where do you guys want to go? Like, what what's what can we expect as users? So you um, you should be expect the more we grow and the better. Uh, the more evolved that our technology gets you is the more we're going to be able to give back and allow you to control more data and have more data power. So that is the full vision of this is yes. And we actually started with data earning because it was a way to get people who didn't understand the topic to get them to understand the data economy and data transactions to understand, but it's really more about control and empowering you to understand what you can do, what are other people doing with your data and actually what belongs to you. So yeah. that is really the mission. Love it. Yeah, I think that's pretty fascinating. The question that comes to my mind, and I don't know if this is even possible. I don't know if I'm being way too futuristic here, <laughs> but are you guys planning on doing something with like Web3, like blockchain, any, any sort of that thing with what you guys are building? 
actually, uh, I did hear. I don't even know if this is on on the undisclosed. Maybe it is. <laughs> part of the rewards and points that you will be able to uh, put back into the platform is that you will be able to um, convert into crypto and yeah. other kinds of currencies. Wow, so, that's um, awesome. Astra is pending. Yeah, pending. <laughs> we, we, we're going to put a bookmark right there and we're going to come back next year and we're going to explore this idea. Um, but Things change all the time, as you know. We're yes, always listening, but it's definitely always something evolving. that we thought of what should be in the pipeline. Yeah, that could of be course. Cool. So we got about six more minutes and, you know, we... We went deep into data, invisibly, right? What you guys so stand good. for. And I think it was absolutely amazing. But what if we give, you know, a little dessert to people right now? You already, you already shared that you guys are doing a great job at educating people, right? That is part of your mission in the marketing department is educate people about data. How are you guys doing this at the moment? You mentioned you guys have a TikTok, right? But I'm curious, how does a, you know, well-funded tech startup does marketing because uh, I'm curious to compare it to to what you know bootstrap companies might do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that in two parts. Uh, when it comes to the knowledge, we thought it was a very important thing to do because we're almost like new or only in this in this industry. So we're embarking on this new industry and technology, and we wanted to be able to with. Jim McCulvey as our founder and being backed by Peter Thiel to, I felt it was our responsibility to educate people on this journey. So that's on one thing. On the other hand, how do we do marketing? It's, I'm not going to say it's the same, but it's definitely the same um, principle as I yep. did when I did marketing for my own on my one man uh, podcast. That is first, there's a social media marketing strategy. We ping what is actually important to us with our goals where are we sharing those channels and i'm just going to go into social media because it's just going to be easier for example uh if i have these five categories here are those category five categories something that are interested to linkedin instagram or facebook no actually only the first one will be posted on linkedin because the other four are actually not relevant so mm. after we have a plan of what we want to do we listen to where they have to be served And then we actually start monitoring. We have like a crazy spreadsheet of all the data that we're collecting from. Impressions, reach, was it played? Was it shared? Mm. Was it saved? And then it's actually just bite the bullet and and see what you wanted or what you thought people would react to, don't react to. And also one uh, thing that actually people really, really love, and this is my, my tip here, surveys on LinkedIn are so underused. Mm. They have given us the biggest spikes on impressions Love uh, because people want to be able to engage with what you're telling them. And just instead of just listening and being your audience, they want to be able to engage. And it's very, very simple. That's why even on Instagram stories, you want to actually ask questions, allow people to give their opinion on what you're actually sharing is very, very valuable. So LinkedIn, I think it's a very important one to anyone listening here. So just uh, invite people to participate. I wow. love it. That was, that was, that was, yeah. Well, the whole episode was a massive golden ball. Like, uh, the, the whole mountain came, came down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Andrea, thank you so much. It was so awesome. Uh, p part two was way better than part one. No, that part one was, you know, no good. It was incredible as well. But, you know, I think like the evolution, right, that we've seen mm. from, from your story, you also personally, well, how you've grown and, and the, the value that you're providing now, not only for the company, but to the world and on what you guys are doing. 
I think it, it's incredible. It needs to it, it needs to get out. So anything that you guys need, uh, count count on us. I, I think you know you guys obviously podcasting tour hundred percent. You guys had to continue to do this. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming up and, and breaking it down for us. Uh, you know, Fonzie is a smart one here, but you know the, the dummy over here understanding w- what this means is is incredible. And I and I think you guys are are doing great work. So thank you. Thank you so much. Before I leave, I want to say thank you so much for the Invisibly team. We are a small team and everybody works extremely together. Communication is insane and everybody has each other's back. That's how you have to do it on a small team. There is no heroes. It's just a team effort. And big shout out to the marketing team. It's only three of us uh, with a lot of help with subcontractors. I'm not going to leave you guys out, (laughs) Um, but definitely uh, a lot of hustle. Awesome. Um, when it comes to tech startups, thanks. Yeah. I, I love it. Thank you for doing that. Andrea, before you, before you leave too, like how, uh, where people can find more about Invisibly and how can they connect with you as well? And yeah, what are the next steps for the person that is listening right now and they say, I want to get involved with this? So the first step you do, you go to invisibly.com and you sign up. You click all the way the button right where it says start now, sign up. That's what you want to do. Uh, if you want to get a lot of more information, our website is very easy to digest and self-explanatory. If you want to actually learn more about data, we have a blog that we are constantly updating with incredible writers. Uh, if you want to reach out to anyone on the team, we're really trying to be almost on any every social media platform. And that is LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're highly active on those five. So if you DM us, you will get a response because it's part of our job. We will respond. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can. <laughs> it probably will be one of the people answering. But if you actually want to reach out to me directly, LinkedIn is actually your bet, your your safest bet. Just DM me, or even if uh, you don't get through the DMs, you may comment on any post that I have, and I will for surely see it. Yeah, so um, yeah. thank you guys so much for listening to me talk for a while. No, this uh, was absolutely amazing. And I'm going to put this out there, guys. Reach out to her. Connect with her on LinkedIn. She does answer actually super, super fast. And and it's also a great connection to have. She's uh, she's amazing. Yeah. So, and uh, thank you so much. No, definitely. Definitely. I want to encourage thank people you. to get to get in, get to know the platform, uh, get to know about data. Right. Like we need to educate ourselves. This is a, a, a thing that we are a part of every single day. And it, it has to be. We have to be aware of what's going on out there. So, Andrea, yeah. again, thank you so much. With that said, guys, thank you for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform and on social media at Go. That is right. And if Andrea here help you understand more about data, please don't forget to share this episode with somebody else and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. Woo!